Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Hold up. But that's what it is. You always say call a spade a spade. If you don't have the potential, then fuck it. Yeah. Oh shit, I messed up already. Oh shit, so. Oh my god. But they know they're not buried material. Exactly. Oh my god. Podcasting is therapy for me. I mean, I really don't do it for no other reason because I just like being honest and telling my truth in hopes that it'll help people be more transparent and honest about what it is they like, what it is they love, what it is they hate. I mean, if we can't be honest with ourselves, then what the fuck are we doing? You are now listening to The Reality Is. What up, world? This is Anthony Roberts, host of The Reality Is, where filtering becomes extinct. Today's episode of The Reality Is is brought to you by Spreaker. Listen to the world's trendiest podcast or create your own by going to Spreaker.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by the W brand, where the motto is all wins, no losses. So go support the brand by going to www.thewbrand.com. I also have my co-host today. You don't never introduce yourself. You should just jump right in there and just say whatever the fuck you want to say, but you never do. You just gotta wait. Yeah, because in the past when I've interrupted your promos, it always don't, throws don't, you no, 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 don't put that on me. Don't you put that on I me. I say when I've interrupted your promos, uh-huh. it throws you off track. So I just stay well, super first quiet. Of all, I'm kind of like LeBron on this. This is our promo. Mm-hmm, you know what I'm true. saying? Amon Shamper was on the jump the other day, and he was like, one thing that people can never say about LeBron is he always looks at the team as we. Mm-hmm. He's like, he never says. He was like, even at the end of the game, like when he shot that big three-point shot uh, mm-hmm. to win the, in, in, in the regulation in the fourth quarter to win the game, mm-hmm. you know, he was like, even when we know Bron gets the ball or he's going to get the ball, he's still talking to us about we. Mm-hmm. He's like, because he understands is even if he doesn't, if he's not the one taking that shot, if we all do our jobs and we're in the right place and he dishes the ball off to us, we have to be able to make that shot and win the game. And normally I'm a wee person, like I'm a team player mm-hmm. and all of that. I think a little bit of you has rubbed off on me. Um, what, because what it, it kind of took you a while to come around to the we concept, the team concept. Because no, most of the time, did you, it? yeah. Because most of the time, even when, even before, like I've been helping. With I like the podcast. to debate. I like to debate things, but <laughs> you could be on to something. Let me hear it. <laughs> I've been helping with the podcast from since day one. And really, yeah. Previously, you were like, "Oh, I, I, this is my, my," and I would always get onto you about that or tell you like it's hard to have people working with you if you don't include them. Mm-hmm. Even when you're talking in general conversation, because that's the indication as to where your mind is. True. So a little bit of that has rubbed off on me, unfortunately. Um, you were there at the beginning. I think the reason I used to do the wee wee thing, because uh, the I I, the I I, yeah, the I I thing. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I think I used to do that is because when I used to work at UTA Radio, when all of that shit started off, not to be funny, you didn't know much about how to do what you do now. 
You know what I'm saying? Oh, as Meaning far as like on the mic with and the board. being on the mic yeah. with the board. Yeah, you didn't know all of that. So at the beginning, it was like, and not to be funny, even with the content, like I came up with the content, I created um, expansive layouts, which not to be funny, we don't do anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, we kind of just know what we're going to talk about. Um, we have bullet points and then we go from there. Mm-hmm. But before it was more so me creating the content, me being the personality behind the microphone, me trying to find the guest. Like it was, a, I think. So I think that's more so why I said it. But as I began to teach you stuff about, you know, video cameras and, you know, when you was doing yeah, the video more of the for me. Yeah, technical stuff. That's I think I'm I've saying. always yeah. been behind the scenes knowing how to do Well, you're the not behind stuff. the scenes no more. You're here. Oh, I'm still behind the scenes. Yeah, you are. I'm just a little bit more vocal on the mic. Exactly. So um, we wanted to basically do a real spill today. We always do a real spill after a couple of episodes, especially when we've interviewed people. But before we even get into the real spill, we have a couple of things to talk about because I don't think me and you've done an episode in a couple of weeks now. So I, really? I, first of all, I wanted to make an announcement and say I will be giving up weed at least for a little bit. Oh, this this major breaking news. It is yes. for myself because mm-hmm. even though people what they what people don't understand is when I first started, I think Bell's palsy happened to me. I'm 35. It happened when I was 33. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was two years ago because it wasn't this past December. It was the December. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so it's been two years. Yeah. So as you just heard the ice maker go off, I am recording from my apartment today. So you'll hear a bunch of noises in the background, but I still can guarantee the quality will be better than a lot of other shit that you hear. Mm-hmm. But the reason I'm giving up weed, I mean, it's, it's some typical things. Now, I said for a little bit, those words are not in. Um, and it's not set in stone. Yeah, it's not set in stone, but it is yeah. for a little bit. But the reason I wanted to do it is because some of the typical reasons, like when you do smoke, depending on how much you smoke or how good, you know, the mm-hmm. green is that you're dealing with, you can almost kind of feel like you're in a sunken place and not a sunken place like you yeah, fucking you with white people. yourself right on the couch. That's what I'm saying. You'll get in that couch and it's like you'll turn the TV on and mm-hmm. you're gone. And it would be times where I would smoke something in the morning time. And it's like I would do things around the house because no matter what, I'm never going to waste a whole day doing anything. Mm -hmm. But it was still kind of like I would find myself, you know, sitting there or doing more nothing. Not even nothing because I I was still creative Mm -hmm. when I did it. But I just felt like I didn't feel like myself. Mm -hmm. And I think I told you yesterday, I was like, people who are addicted to something have to be able to acknowledge that they are addicted to something. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's like I never smoked marijuana for 33 years until, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, until I had Bell's palsy. And that was one of the major things that helped me, you know, get back to normal, feel normal. Mm -hmm. What I learned from smoking marijuana was was it allowed me to kind of address some things. Mm -hmm. But the funny thing about it is as much as I was addressing things in my own head and in my own mind, I was too sluggish to get up and do anything about them. Exactly. So no matter how much anything I thought about it. Anything except send me an audio message or a text message about yeah, what was it saying, was that you were thinking. Yeah. yeah. But I do that when I'm not inebriated. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, you do that, but there's also that addict step of action behind That's it. That's what I was about to say. It's more of an execution process mm-hmm. as opposed to being like, okay, I don't feel like going anywhere or doing anything. Yeah. And weed also made me kind of, excuse me, face some of my demons. Mm -hmm. It made me aware of some of the things that I hadn't been doing. It made me aware of some things that I needed to be doing. Mm -hmm. It made me aware of some things that I may have been having a pity party for myself or just feeling self-conscious. And not to be funny, as much as I enjoyed it because it gave me like a safe place to kind of just go and sometimes get out of my head. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it helped me realize things. And one of the things I realized and I told you yesterday, I was like, I went through a point where I didn't like myself. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, I didn't like how I looked. 
You know what I'm saying? I had stopped going to the gym, which now I'm trying to get back on that because one thing about smoking is I has gotten so used to being in the house from Bell's palsy mm-hmm. and being by myself and no one being around me and not feeling comfortable with myself. It's kind of like I took that and I masked it with marijuana, which helped me get better. Mm-hmm. But it also kind of uncovered my depression, I guess you would say, or mm-hmm. my, you know, pity party thoughts and stuff like that. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to get off this shit and I'm going to just see. Mm-hmm. The good thing about marijuana, my dick always worked. Oh, okay. That's good. My dick always worked, but it really worked with marijuana. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like people be like, you drink and you get horny. Like, you smoke yeah. and it's like, that was my Viagra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm, I'm I, you know, people, for the people, <laughs> <laughs> for the people who are still smoking, hey, it, it's nothing wrong with it. It didn't hurt me. I think you just have to know when too much is too much. Mm-hmm. And I personally feel like I had gotten to a point where it was too much. You know what I'm saying? That's good. It was too much for me. I'm glad that you came to that realization. So we'll we'll, we'll see what happens, man. So with the real spill, first of all, shout out to the homie Britta Bad and Bougie podcast, Bad yes, and Bougie Moms podcast. So um, <laughs> you heard her on episode 187, I think, which was our, la- our latest episode yeah. that we had. And you want to talk why it was so special? Talk about why it was so special for Britt to actually come here. I mean, I think we kind of covered it a little bit in that episode. First and foremost, it was special because literally we were just talking general conversation and I was like, hey, well, this is what I'm working on. And she was like, let me know when. And, you know, sometimes people say, let me know when I'm going to come. And you really don't even think twice about it. And literally, once I hit her up and told her I had a finalized date, she sent me a screen. The next text was a screenshot of her plane tickets that she had bought. So it was just that meant a lot. You know, it kind of took the level of support to the next Next level. level. And then just from the fact of us having this little friendship that we've cultivated, Mm -hmm. um, not even seeing each other because she's in Atlanta, I'm here. We just talk solely via um, text, email, whatever the case may be, or social media, and then actually being able to see her. And it was kind of like, I kind of felt like it was some online dating type stuff because... You were nervous the first time I was nervous. Like, I didn't know because sometimes you get different vibes from people online. And then when you meet them in person, it's a totally different story. But I was super excited and so happy that the same vibes that I got online and on, you know, the phone they were, were the exact same in person. So yeah, it's difficult. And I felt the same thing. Um, it, it was weird for me from the experience of having somebody, cause a lot of times we have people who support us mm-hmm. or they say they support us, but the actions don't line up. Mm-hmm. So it was great to have somebody who actually says, Hey, I support you guys. I fuck with you guys. And then, you know, you actually get that support that they're actually really fucking with us and they're really doing the things yeah that the they validation said that, that they it's really right do fuck with you yeah now Britt I know you're gonna listen to this she was tall as shit yes and, and when we say tall some what is tall tall is 5'10 5'11 for a girl that's tall yes I mean tall. I'm only 5'9 and especially when, when you rocking heels too yeah exactly yeah I'm only 5'9 so you know yeah. I hell I, when I saw her I was like oh that's cool but see I, it doesn't bother me because you're 5'7 mm-hmm. so when you wore heels then my ex-girlfriend was 5'8 mm-hmm. when she wore heels then my other girlfriend before her was like 5'8 mm-hmm. so it's like I'm used to dating women that are my height and with heels taller than me mm-hmm. doesn't bother me though yeah, we know. What Drake say? He said something. He was like, it's getting confusing or it's getting, he's like, it's getting, 
it's getting uncomfortable like tall women with short men or something oh, like that. Yeah. That doesn't bother me. I think the thing that bothers no. like the Kevin Hart difference is big. Yeah, that I is. I mean, when you like five, three, five, four, and the woman is like six, two, six, three. But I'm sure at this stage in the game, it doesn't bother him either. I of think course it, has it doesn't to do matter. He can stand the, on his money and be yeah, the same height. Exactly. But I think it's about confidence. I think only people who have issues with stuff like that are the men who have issues with themselves. Mm-hmm. You know so what like I'm saying? They have to prove a point. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like when, a, when, when you have a man who's dating a woman who makes more. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they feel some kind of way. But if you still bring something to the table or you still hold down your own, mm-hmm. what's the problem? Yeah. So shout out to Britt, man. Thanks for coming out. Um, I appreciate you for coming out. I enjoyed you. Yes, you know what me I'm saying? Too. She got to see a lot of personal stuff about both of us. Yes. Um, we well, had, she already, and that's the crazy part because, like yeah. I said, we've only been, what, I think I, I did her podcast in January. Yeah. So we've only been friends since the beginning of the year. Yeah. And the fact that I even feel comfortable enough to talk to her about certain things gotcha. is a big indicator of the friendship how much i value the friendship yeah no nah, it's cool man now we had a good time brick came down for the uh, anniversary brunch that we had it was four years of doing the reality is podcast mm-hmm. five years of me doing podcasting um first off if people have been following me um from the beginning which most of you probably some of you have some of you haven't because we were only on iHeartRadio radio when i was doing the music in motion mm-hmm. um and that was more of me being like a radio vj or yeah, DJ, DJ, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, I was just campus was, radio. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I was just doing regular, you know, regular music and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But I've always pushed the boundaries. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Like they would say, don't use word, you know, music that had curse words in there. My ass was still playing motherfucking songs with curse words. I was still bringing my own music up to that bitch to do it because what is what rules are made to be broken. They wouldn't put the motherfuckers in place if they didn't want you to break them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just broke the rules a little yeah. bit and I did what I did. Yeah. I had a good time, though. So, uh, <laughs> shout out to everybody who listened to the podcast, who came out to the anniversary brunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did enjoy you guys. We did appre- we do appreciate you guys for coming out. Of course. Out. We wanted to keep it small and intimate with yes. just the people that we really felt like yeah. um, supported us. And those of you that actually do support us did show up. And yeah. we, we definitely appreciate that. And the ones who RSVP, but they didn't show up, but you paid. I mean, that's cool, too. I mean, we still would prefer your presence. I, yeah, I, I, presence I, over money any day. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I would still prefer your presence. And then for the people, because, you know, I try to keep it 100 at all times. This is what makes the podcast go. Oh you know, a God. lot of people look at it and be like, oh, he just joking around. But I be dead fucking serious. <laughs> but for you motherfuckers who are as I'm going some water while you do this. I'm just going to say it, man. <laughs> when, when you're at the age of 30 to 35, we all know what RSVP means. You know what I'm saying? RSVP is basically saying... You RSVP, which almost guarantees you're coming, right? Am I wrong? I mean, at this age, what I do is if I'm not coming or if I it's a chance I may not I come, I put no. maybe. I just put I'll maybe put no, or no if it's a hard no, but yeah. if, if I might come, I'll put maybe. So you created the invite. Did you have that option for them to put maybe? Yeah. Okay. So they could have put yes, nor maybe. Yeah. But there were a few people, at least eight people who put yes mm-hmm. in RSVP, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get to the gist of the story for the people who are listening because this is an important message about courtesy and respect and etiquette and professionalism. Mm-hmm. If you click on RSVP, that means you are telling us you are coming. Mm-hmm. That means you need to buy the fucking ticket. Mm-hmm. 
If you're not going to buy the fucking ticket, don't RSVP. I think so many social media, again, has ruined people in a certain aspect. Yeah. Because they think, oh, so many people okay. are used to Facebook invitations. Yeah. And you just hit that you're interested or you're going. Yeah. And it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. And I don't. And if you listen to the podcast and, you know, you don't like what I'm saying, I really don't give a fuck. I mean, if you're my friend, I should be able to talk to you mm-hmm. like I would talk to anybody else. And if you RSVP'd and you didn't pay and you didn't show, you fucked up. It's disrespectful. And you should work on your etiquette because <laughs> I've never RSVP for shit and didn't come unless I come back and say now I have RSVP yeah. and then I've changed my mind I mean, and then I come back happens. yeah and then I so. come back and say hey I'm not coming mm-hmm. and then they may be like oh and not to be funny prime example one of my homegirls she just had a little birthday party for her daughter mm-hmm. which was a dope concept like she basically um, did an event a birthday party and it wasn't a traditional birthday party it was like an art show right exactly and her daughter's real creative so yeah. she decided to put on an art show for her and, and you I could pay yeah, yeah. you could pay one to five dollars to yeah. buy any of the art mm-hmm. so I was supposed to RSVP was possibly supposed to even be hosting the show but I was like hey I'm not gonna be able to make it sorry it's last minute mm-hmm. I'll send you money to get me some artwork mm-hmm. but oh, I let I have her, the artwork too yeah and I let her know I was like hey I'm not going to be able to make it. Mm-hmm. Did she like it? Probably not, but she was aware mm-hmm. and she understood yeah. because I let her know. So again, for the motherfuckers who RSVP and you don't pay, you need to work on your fucking etiquette. Now here's why for the people who may be like, he's being an asshole. Uh, <laughs> everything was fucking paid for in advance. Mm-hmm. Everything came off the business card from your perspective and on your end where you took care of the bill, mm-hmm. whatever the amount of the bill was, it doesn't matter. But just let, let's just your food was already paid for mm-hmm. and you paying your money would basically be paying back the business for covering it initially. Mm-hmm. So what you did was you had people expecting you and then you had motherfuckers paying for you. And the reason this is important is because even some of the guests, they didn't know because we handled this differently. Mm-hmm. So you got up from the table when the host came and he was like, hey, this is the difference for the bill. Right. Mm-hmm. And we you started ordering shit and then you called me over and then we just started ordering shit. Yeah, like we, it was a certain you it was a to, certain it amount. was a certain minimum yeah, to be met. That you had to pay. Yeah. And that and minimum by those did, people not showing up, of course, it made us fall short on the minimum, but it's yeah. okay. I got two great, great bottles of wine out of the deal. You so. did, but it's about <laughs> it's, but at the end of the day, yeah. you weren't supposed to buy a hundred dollar bottle of wine and four or five more meals. Yeah, And then I felt bad because you put all this together for the event. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, let me send her a couple hundred dollars to where it's like she mm-hmm. doesn't feel that full blow. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, again, people already know from the podcast that you are financially more well off than I am. And I'm okay with that. But this, when I gave you that couple hundred dollars, yes. I did it for you. Yes. But I ain't got a couple hundred dollars to be yeah. fucking throwing away for you fucking egghead, numb nuts, nimrod, nincompoot ass motherfuckers exactly. who RSVP and don't fucking show up. Bitches, do you, you know, have three, four hundred dollars to just be dropping because a motherfucker was inconsiderate not to come? Yeah. I'm and, not rich. Nigga. And you know me, I don't I will go to the ends of the earth for people. Um, but I think it's all about common courtesy and respect. Yeah. So for me, it was kind of like, 
And if you can't afford $35 at 30 years old, 35 years old, I am sorry. Because some of y'all out here stunting on the gram like you got it. Oh, yeah. I think that's the part that's real sucky. When people act like they ain't got nothing and then you see them stunting on the gram and it's like, Mm -hmm. nigga, if you that broke, then sit the fuck down. And if you're going to go to another event over choosing, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Just let us know so we don't fucking have to pay. And if you got a problem with it, then you know where to find me. Because it's been several times as of late, I've said things on the podcast and I've had friends, Mm -hmm. I've had associates and business partner hit me up and be like are you talking about me nope but if i was when you called i would tell you Mm -hmm. so if you listen to this podcast and you know who you are and you feel like you're offended by what i'm saying have to ask yourself that question then it's probably an indicator that yeah and if you need more clarification you know my number you can call me and i will clarify that it is you that i'm talking about (laughs) i have no problem doing that at all but anyway, <laughs> for the people that didn't show no, up, thank you dope. for yeah, allowing yeah. me. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say thank you mad. because the, the two um, bottles of wine that I did purchase, yeah. very amazing. Yeah. And I would have probably never even thought about doing it yeah. had you showed up. Yeah. So. But not to be funny, like I said, I'm not even mad. It's just one of those things where it shows you the dedication of certain people. And it's kind of like they say, when people show you who they are, you believe it Mm -hmm. so that's where i'm at right now so it's one of those things where it's not a problem you just put people in different categories and you compartmentalize it and you keep certain people separate from other people Mm -hmm. so you keep people that you know may not pay with the people who will pay Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying you keep the people who won't show up with the people you know who will show Mm up well how do we know who will and won't over the i mean if we invited you to five things and you come to one that means you're probably one of the people who's not going to come if we've invited you to five of them and you come to three to four that means you're probably going to come so we're going to roll with that and as the group continues to get smaller it actually continues to get stronger. It does. Because we're only fucking with people who can be our backbone, our eyes and ears and hands. Mm-hmm. So I'm cool with so that. So shout out to everybody that's still around. Most definitely. Shout out to the uh, Reverend Sean Amos. Yes. He came onto the podcast, the blues singer, um, mm-hmm. the songwriter, the American songwriter. We really appreciate you. Um, personally, I appreciate you because I know your schedule was busy. Mm-hmm. Um, he was preparing you, for a show that day. In New York. Yeah. And he took time out. And the reason this is so important to me is because we've had this experience before. Mm-hmm. One of the first um, interviews that we were going to do with the famous person in Saul Williams, the famous American poet, the same thing happened. You know, he had a show in London. Mm-hmm. And he was supposed to be on a call and he forgot and he didn't call, which we know things happen. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, we know how important it is to be a performer. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And to execute and to be on time. But, you know, the Reverend Sean Amos took out time after the podcast. He retweeted, reposted mm-hmm. things. And he gave us the cosign seal of approval to use his music. Yeah. So yeah. it was dope, man. And, you know, he's been telling people about us. So I, I definitely really appreciate that. The homie Jay Kobe from the detour, the owner the, and the black detour. Yeah. The black mm-hmm. detour. Sorry about that. But yeah, shout out to Jay Kobe, which it was crazy with that interview because we were in studio and neither one of us knew that the motherfucker was right up the street, you yeah. know, in Irvin, Texas. So, um, if you listen to the podcast, you'll know that he was supposed to do an interview over the phone. Mm-hmm. When I found out that he was in Irving, which is like 10 minutes from Dallas, I was like, bro. 10 minutes? It, I mean, depending on where you at, Irving um, is right there. Yeah. Like, I could literally jump out, hit 35, hit 35, 183, and I'm there. at least there. 15. Okay, 10, 15 minutes, depending <laughs> on where he at. So I was like, bro, come through the studio. So he was like, yeah, he was going to come through. Oh, impromptu ass. Yeah, I can't help it. Because it's better when people are in the studio. Mm -hmm. Like me and you doing this right now, it's always better when we're in person. Mm -hmm. If you was on the phone, you got to wait. You got to make sure you ain't over talking nobody. Yeah. You got to make sure they have a good connection. You got to make fun motherfuckers on Verizon or Mm AT&T. Make sure nigga ain't calling you from, uh, what's that shit that they got going on now with the purple? What is what is that shit? You know what I'm talking about? I had it at one point when my ass was unemployed. Oh, Metro PCS? Metro PCS. 
Metro, I, and what did I used to call I used to call it Metro PC mess. Yes. Like, woof, Lord, that is the it worst was. motherfucking shit. And they got all this shit talking about 99% coverage. No, nigga, you can have coverage right here. And I walk outside this motherfucking door and I can't call you and you on the inside of the apartment. <laughs> So no Metro PC I mess was still not that bad Yeah We're it really is that bad That they've made upgrades Well we hope so <laughs> Yeah That's what we hoping for We want to announce to you people man You people <laughs> Oh wow <laughs> We want to make an announcement To our listeners man No disrespect But we yeah. are now on Spreaker Spreaker mm-hmm. S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R And we also are on iHeartRadio The reason we're doing this Because a lot of people Are still listening on Blog Talk Radio But our new episodes Are not being uploaded to blog talk radio exactly and you should appreciate this better because it's growth um spreaker has its very own app so that way you're not because i believe blog talk radio did not have an app you had to listen on the web or through the website so yeah just download the spreaker app and you'll be able to hear us you can still hear us everywhere else apple podcast we still may do and we may do some live shows because on the app on the phone it allows you like we could be in the car driving out of town Mm -hmm. and we could literally turn that bitch on live sit on the dashboard and have a podcast right there to where you guys can listen to us having random conversations and shoot the shit Mm -hmm. we also um hopefully we'll be having our own app for our podcast directly mm-hmm. Something that we're trying to work on I know you don't like me speaking about yes. shit it, Whether it happens or not It's the point I mean, that we, No we, it's we're going trying, to happen yeah, It's we're in just, the words Yeah we're going to make it work Now there's a lot of other shit That I, you don't want me to say And I have not said it I think I do a good job With not saying the shit <laughs> I don't do a good job It's been a million things You wanted me not to say And I literally wait It's something I want to talk about So bad right now But I know I can't Okay Give me a little credit For not saying it everything a, Just a little bit I know how to hold some water Okay. I do. You know what? A lot of people be like, you don't know how to hold water. You know how, I this think is you me. Know how this, to hold no, water, this is me. This but is you're me. Super, when you get super excited, I about can become leaky. Yeah. I can become leaky. leaky. But see, it's the difference. At least and I'm not leaking negative shit. This is me. Mm-hmm. Imagine a five year old kid at a birthday party mm-hmm. and you say, or imagine your son at five years old and you say, hey, Tyree, can you go get me a pitcher of water and bring it back? He don't have common sense to put the top on it. So as he brings it back to you, he's literally holding on to this water and he's running across the yard like, ah, and you know, and the water just splashing because that. <laughs> That's me. But he brings it to you. You yeah. asked him for a full gallon. It's only a half a gallon. Oh, okay. He kept something in the motherfucker. Okay. But he so wasted you want some. partial credit. I just want partial credit. Okay. I kept some of it in there. Yeah. I didn't spill all the water. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying I could get leaky. Uh-huh. But you know, that may as be As long the name. as you know. I'm just saying. That may be the name <laughs> of the podcast. I can get leaky. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we may go with that. Uh, so we are on Spreaker. We are on iHeartRadio. We still on Apple. Yeah, um, of course. If you have Amazon or what is it? What you talking about? Alexa? Alexa. You can access it through Amazon Alexa. Yeah, so you can now say, Alexa, can you play the reality is? Mm-hmm. And they should be playing that exactly. shit. Exactly. All right. You so, just have to add it to your skills. Yeah. And I people have that have the Amazon Alexa know yeah, what I'm talking I don't have about. It. I don't have that extra. I don't have that extra in my budget to do that. My coins are not set up that way for okay. me to have that at this point in time. So I, before we get into career day, I know if you follow me on Instagram on my personal page, I talked about career day coming up. But before we do that, I've had an influx of uh, wig sightings <laughs> and wigs, okay, you know, wigs, wig, you know, wigs are OK. Wigs are OK. But in the summertime, I think there are certain things I've never had to wear a wig. I'm a man. Mm-hmm. Some men do wear wigs. Some men are wearing hair pieces and sprains. Mm-hmm. The summertime is coming. I just saw a wig the other day that 
was tough. <laughs> and was when tough. I say tough, it, I don't mean in a good way. The wig was tough. Uh, the girl had sweat beads running down her head. In Texas, it's not even full blast Texas heat in summer <laughs> yet. It was like 70 degrees, but I just saw her sitting out and I saw a bead of sweat from the corner mm-hmm. and it was running down. And I was like, hmm, where could that be coming from? <laughs> and as I looked closer, I was like, ah, her, uh, uh, not her eyebrows, her sideburns texture didn't match the texture of the cap <laughs> the texture of the cap that she had on her head so I was like uh she has a wig on so then I came to my conclusion and, and then I was like I came to a conclusion I was like maybe they should make some kind of elastic sweatband inside okay. the thing so you know if you if you've ever worn a fitted cap guys know what I'm talking about with the new era and the 5 mm-hmm. you know the the hats mm-hmm. If you want to, even a dad hat with women, they have a brim on the inside, yeah. like a band. Mm-hmm. And as you can tell, I told you I worked this week all week in a hat and my, my forehead is bumped up a little bit mm-hmm. because of the sweat, you know. Yeah. So maybe the wigs can create like some kind of sweat band on the inside to where it captures the sweat right on the edge. <laughs> yes, I'm patting my, 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 my head. So I thought maybe why not have a sweat band? Inside the yeah, okay, and then I also think women, if they're gonna be wearing, is it a lace front to where you could tell it's like the glue? Mm-hmm. I it's, it, I don't have that much knowledge of wigs. So yeah. I mean, you know, we you you had me watching Tiana and Iman, and Tiana wears it, and you can kind of see it, but yeah. it's high dollar. Yeah. Of so course. as they blend it in and the blend the edges in, mm-hmm. you don't see it. Mm-hmm. Some of y'all I can still tell like y'all are on a movie set and somebody did not finish. <laughs> Doing your makeup, the lace front. yeah, and then like I shouldn't see the different color of glue. Mm-hmm. Also, when you get a wig, make sure that the part in it matches your skin color. You don't want an you know, almond colored part in your hair and your light skin because your scalp is not that brown. We all know we have hair on our head, and if you go bald, your scalp is supposed to be lighter than your actual skin. I so you say. shouldn't have a caramel or almond complected <laughs> crease or part. When you're light skinned, go ahead. I will say that the girls out here go through go to great lengths to make sure that their wigs are on point because there was a time where I was considering doing some different wigs because mm-hmm. I just wanted to change up my look. And I went to YouTube mm-hmm. because that is a wealth of information. Yes. And just the amount of work that goes into one wig. Yeah. Like it takes a lot. Like pulling out the baby hairs, um, using concealer to get the part to match mm-hmm. your scalp, like all it it's too much. So my question would be for women who wear wigs, what do you do when a nigga's about to fuck? <laughs> some, I'm serious. Some keep them on, some take them off. Is the glue, is it like gorilla glue to where if a nigga pull it and when he hitting it from the back, it will not come off? You better hope it don't come off because if it come off like that, I just imagine it was snatched off your hair too. I, yeah, I understand why women are so like, don't touch my hair. Mm-hmm. I'm just been thankful that I haven't ever really dated a woman who wore a lot of wigs mm-hmm. and the one that did she took it off and put it back where it's supposed to be now I know that's the issue I had with you when we were together like you would spend a night over here and you would oh, wear your I wig did have a sh- yeah the short haircut wig I shouldn't be frightened when I turn on the light to come get water <laughs> you were just being extra no I wasn't you were just no, being extra cause one day you had this bitch on the island on the, I, no, 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 no. I on, had it on the nightstand. No, 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 no. I did not have that on maybe the nightstand. Maybe it was on the nightstand. It was stand, on the nightstand. And you left it here. <laughs> and I remember walking into my room. <laughs> and I was like, what is this little gremlin looking <laughs> thing 
buy the nice thing. Well, see, that's because at and home, I, keep, I have, uh, like, a wig yeah, head. I keep a hammer and I keep a knife on my side of the bed. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know <laughs> you what just, I should arm myself with. You just being extra. No. That's and, but I is. immediately hit you up and I said, please put this shit where it's supposed to go. Well, at Back home, in I box, have a wig head. Up in the closet. And here, I didn't in, have in it. In your drawer, like... <laughs> I shouldn't see that. Here I didn't have it. And if it. it's kind of flipped half inside out and, and, because, and whatever, it's, that thing looks like it has an attitude. <laughs> so the wigs and need because, to be, yeah. Because I don't just buy cheap stuff. It's like I didn't want to just throw it in a drawer or throw it like I just let, I placed it on the nightstand. And you know how when you watching something, when you sleep <laughs> at night and you wake up in the middle of the night and you think you see something in the dark? Mm-hmm. A half turned over wig that's shiny and glossy because you did pay a little coin for it. it was they're frightening because I have a street light by my window, so when it shines in, it's basking on the wig, oh which God. makes it more shinier. It and was- the inside cap looks like it has teeth if it's flipped on the inside. Because if it yeah, doesn't have it- teeth, what's ke- what's what's keeping it on your head? Ain't it like a clip or something? You got a it's clip under braided hair. That's his teeth. That's what I saw. I've never put a wig on, so why would I say teeth? Yeah, get your wigs together. Summer wigs, your wig shouldn't be looking like you sweat. It's okay if you sweat because you're human. You have pores. A wig does not have pores, nor does it have follicles. Do something about it. And if you're going to take pictures of wigs on social media and take pictures on social media with wigs, make sure it's straight. And make sure you wear makeup where your skin color matches the part in the wig. Okay. If your wig, what's a good price for a wig? I don't, I've never I, bought one. I mean, honestly, the, I, the little I, one that the you one, bought. The ones that I have, my Bob one, mm-hmm. I paid four hundred for those. Okay, so if you're paying a hundred dollar for the wig, you've paid two less. <laughs> we'll move on. And the, but the, mine were custom made. If you're going to the beauty supply shop, oh, oh, like okay. No, mine were custom. I don't believe in just slapping anything. No, on that's my true head. because some people do look like they're wearing somebody else's hair. You shouldn't look <laughs> like you're wearing somebody else's hair. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're wearing hair, it should look like it grows out of your scalp. I, and some people will probably be like, Beyonce wear wigs, and all them girls on TV, they're yeah, wearing they're paying, quality. Yeah, they're paying wigs. top dollars for that. Oh, if I have to question, way more than mine. Exactly. Actually. If I have to question if this is a wig or if it's real, mm-hmm. or if I can look and say, uh, that's a wig. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have it on. Mm-hmm. I see pictures of women talking about some. I look cute though. No, you don't. Yeah, I saw somebody. They did a video or something. Why aren't people telling people the truth? I, I don't know. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Every wig does not look good on you. Yeah. Not everybody should be wearing colored wigs. Yes, I am a man saying what women shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. But I am not a black man that's criticizing people for wearing wigs. Just wear the right shit. Mm-hmm. It's 2018. You're not going to catch me wearing silver tab baggy leg boot cut with church shoes on. Like I do see some niggas doing these days And I'm still not understanding How did this get so deep into this discussion? I don't know But we're going to move right on over to career day So I had career day I spoke to the kids um, At W.M. Green Elementary School Out in Fort Worth, Texas mm-hmm. Shout out to the homie uh, The homie Krista um, I'm not going to give a last name But shout out to the homie I'm Krista glad. Whatever I appreciate you for inviting me out To speak to the kids on career day I was nervous mm-hmm. Way more nervous than you should have been Because it's and kids Kids say the darndest thing. I didn't want somebody to boo me. <laughs> Is that what you were concerned about? Yeah. Oh, a kid be like, man, he whack. Oh, my 
We watch all this shit on TV. That shit is real. And no, then I, I told you, because I was on the phone with you. never had those issues. And as I was driving out to this area, I said, oh, this is Fort Worth, Fort Worth. I felt like, ha, ha, Davis, this is Fort Worth, Fort Worth. Oh, you grimy, grimy. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. So I'm in the hood. I get it. You know what I'm saying? So when I went out there, first of all, I was met by, um, he said he's not an OG, but he was a blood. Mm-hmm. And, you and know, I'm just trying to figure out how you had this whole experience with twenty ki- with twenty kids around me. So <laughs> when I was a kid, you used to be able to just walk in and you could be in the cafeteria. Mm-mm. You can't do that it's these days. Enough. You have to wait till a certain time, then they let you into school. Which to me personally, I think is dangerous. It um, is. Because kids are just standing out there, people walking around. I didn't see no teachers. I didn't see any police officers. So I started to go ahead and see if I could get into the school. But then I was like, I'm going to wait out here, mm-hmm. even though these are not my kids. So I chopped it up with a couple of kids, you know, see what they was talking about. You know, the dude walked up to me, got to talking to me. Thankfully, I have a little gang experience. So I didn't seem <laughs> so left out when he was talking to me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah. and that's why he approached you. It, maybe it is. Maybe he saw something in me. And it's so crazy with him being a blood because I did have on a red hat that day. My logo is red, and I had on all black with red, some red. Uh, and we are claiming in no way any affiliation. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> that, that 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 life is way. I'm not. I'm not even that tough no more. See, back when I was a kid, I used to just slap a motherfucker for talking sideways. Mm-hmm. Now I'd be like, I got a job. Yeah, I can't. I got a career. I'm doing things. I can't just be out here doing whatever. Yeah. But he was talking to me and he was talking about blood or whatever like that. And he was like, "So do you know what blood mean?" I was like, "I'm familiar with the stuff." Mm-hmm. And he was like, "So what does blood mean?" I was like, "You know, brothers leading others out of darkness." Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Okay, so you know a little bit." And he was like, "So what about?" Py-? I said, "I know about Pyru. I know about Daimu. I know about all of that." Mm-hmm. I don't talk about stuff. I'm getting ready to go to career day. So he finished telling the story about whatever. So needless to say, I met a a, a blood mm-hmm. before going in. The thing that and he was one of the parents. Yeah. Okay. He was what? He was a parent. Oh yeah, he was yeah. a parent. He wasn't no. just a. Yeah. I don't want people to think it was just, some just a random. No, no. Man, and not to be funny, this was back in the day. Like he's not this guy anymore. He's on mm-hmm. probation. He said he was out of jail, whatever. Mm-hmm. He, I, I met his daughter, met his son. Mm-hmm. You know, met his girlfriend. Seems to be That's awesome. doing okay. Cool guy. But I was nervous more so because I just didn't want people to, you know. When it's the kids, you kids say the darndest things and they're honest. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if it's something whack or not Brutally cool, honest. yeah, so it's like they may fuck you up. But no, the thing that I loved the most about it was talking to the kids. Like they were, they did take to me. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, they took to me. I, I went and it was so funny to me because I do have a day job um, in project management and project, you know, doing mm-hmm. um, supply chain. But at the end of the day, you know, I feel like. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. When, you know, my homegirl reached out to me as a teacher, she was like, we, I was like, you want me to talk about project management? I was kind of boring. That's numbers. I ain't going to understand that shit. She's like, no, I told the principal and the counselor about you and your podcast and mm-hmm. how you've built it and you've grown it. So we want you to talk about that. Mm-hmm. So it was dope to go in and talk about it. And I think the thing that gathered them the most was as you're listening and not answering any questions. I'm, so I'm, I want y'all to know she's still here. I'm just talking, telling these stories. They just heard me. I was like, mm-hmm. I know I'm giving you a hard yeah, time. Yeah, you always do. So I was talking to him and it was great to talk to him. For, to me, it's like I kind of saw myself in some of the kids mm-hmm. um, to be able to talk about podcasts and what I love about it. The thing that hooked them and got them engaged was social media. Exactly. What do you like on social media? You know, a lot of them like Snapchat because the filters. Mm-hmm. I remember one kid was like, I like Facebook. And one dude was like, one kid was like, Facebook? Yeah, that's fine. He's like, yeah, he's like, what are you talking about? So I was able to talk to him about that. The thing that they love the most, and I may add some snippets at the end with the kids or mm-hmm. may put it on the intro since we pre-record, but I got them to say on the online recorder that you showed me, mm-hmm. this Spreaker has for us to do live shows, I let them basically be like, hey, you know, say their name and this is the reality is. Mm-hmm. 
they loved it. Of course. Um, they loved it. They had a great time. I talked to kids, um, third grade and fifth graders. Third, yeah, third, yeah, third and fifth. fifth. And um, mm-hmm. I had a great time, man. The only thing that di- that really disappointed me was when I got to the point of asking them what they wanted to be when they grew up. That was the thing that bothered me because most, if not all, of the black kids, the black boys, mm-hmm. were like, I want to be an NFL player. Mm-hmm. I want to M- be an NBA player. Yeah. So I challenged them. And I was like, so, and as they said it, I, you know, each class, like mm-hmm. all the black boys. And I said, so I keep hearing this reoccurring answer about what you guys want to be when you grow up. Mm-hmm. NFL player and an NBA player. Why? Well, that's what I see on TV. That's my mom. That's I my think dad. That's the majority of the cases, the yeah. parents are pushing it so that they as can a meal be some ticket. kind of, yeah, yeah. which I don't necessarily agree with. No, I had a neither. conversation with someone the other day. They were asking me about my son because he does play sports. He mm-hmm. plays basketball. His dad played basketball. So they were asking me, oh, is that what you guys want him to do? And I'm like, no. The thing that I'm most excited about with my kid is that he wants to be a robotics engineer. And how smart And he that's is. what I tend to invest my time and my money in. Do I support him when he plays basketball? Yes, I do. And he is very naturally talented. Yeah. So, I mean, we have fun with that, but that's not our our main go-to. That's not your end goal. No. And it's important not to have that. So I was quite, I was challenging him. I was like, so what do you want to be next? And I was like, what do you mean? What else could you be? And mm-hmm. I was like, not smashing your dreams because you can be anything you want to be. Mm-hmm. But have you ever thought about coaching basketball? Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about creating basketball games? If you mm-hmm. love basketball, maybe you could be an app developer or like you said, a robotics engineer mm-hmm. where you're the one creating these games. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're the one who's creating these jerseys and creating these logos through mm-hmm. architecture, through artistry, through, you know, use other parts of your creativity. Mm-hmm. So they kind of was kind of lost at what they wanted to be. And I was like, what do you like to do? Mm-hmm. It's all about exposure. Some, a lot of these kids loved math. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's amazing. Yeah, Most of these black kids... But that also shows you what the STEM projects are doing in these neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. Because these kids are, a lot of them was like, oh, I want to be a gamer. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, that's cool. You can make a lot of money off a game, and then you can create that game. Mm -hmm. Then you can learn how to create apps, Mm -hmm. layouts for computers. You could be a coder. (coughs) Excuse me. But my point was to let them know that you can be more than just those things. Mm -hmm. But it's also up to the parents. Somebody needs to be talking to these parents. And that's what I was going to say. It's up to them to be able to say, just as they're spending money for their children to be able to play these sports, you can spend money for your child to go to to these camps. I know Tariq, I just signed him up to go to a gaming camp um, at UTA this summer where Mm -hmm. he's going to create his own game. And by the time the camp is over, it'll actually be a functioning game that he can play. So it's just up to the parents to do the research and to find out what your kids like. Don't just stick them in something just because you think that's what you want them to do. No, that's true. And I think the craziest thing about it was when I when we started talking about that, Plies had posted a, a video on Instagram the other day. And normally, Plies posts a lot of crazy stuff and talking mm-hmm. crazy. He does. He's hilarious. Yeah, and randomly, sometimes he'll post stuff that's serious and important. And he talked about we need to start raising our kids to be more things like politicians mm-hmm. and lobbyists, people who can change legislations, yeah. change laws, because you could be a basketball player, but a basketball player doesn't have enough money to change anything so i just wanted to play a little clip about what plies had to say so y'all take a quick listen popular post i ever posted but it's just something i wanted to say to all the parents to the youth to the adults i feel we'll need no more rappers entertainers and athletes if that's your passion and that's your talent trust me by all means you should chase that but i feel if we're gonna ever close this gap out here man we're gonna have to start raising more politicians And the reason I say that is because politicians dictate how we live our lives and they dictate all the rules and the regulations out here that we live by. So you can be a millionaire, a zillionaire, it don't matter. You will forever live by the the rules and the regulations set forth by the politicians. Most of these politicians were born in the 40s and the 50s and they only see life through one set of lens. 
And if you ain't in that scope, you will forever be left out. So until we start raising more politicians, I feel that's the only way we close the gap. Not only that, we got to start owning more things of value that really mean something. So from me to you, just wanting to share that with you, man. Enjoy the rest of y'all day. Double salute. And I fuck with him for saying that. Mm-hmm. And the reason I when I when I read when I saw that I was like this is what we need more of exactly this is what LeBron James is trying to do mm-hmm. this is what Plies is trying to do mm-hmm. this is what Rick Ross is trying that's to do that's what I was about to say Rick Ross and that's what Nipsey Hussle two chains yeah two cha- it's a lot of rappers that are trying to do that but I think it's up to the parents to it's up to the parents to kind of show them what message it is mm-hmm. so I know it was a lot of kids who were like I want to be a rapper mm-hmm. and I was like okay you do know a lot of those lyrics are fake and, and it, it made me feel so amazing because they did know that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, as long as you know that those lyrics are fake and you like the beats and you want, it's, I don't care. You can listen to rap. Mm-hmm. Every, if you, every musical genre has negative things. Country mm-hmm. music talks about how people get cheated on yeah. and misappropriations of things. They steal a lot of our shit. You got Taylor Swift. One black girl did say she liked Taylor Swift. I said, who's your favorite artist? She said, Taylor Swift. I just looked God at the teacher her and, and her I said, parents. oh my God. She was a black girl? She was a black girl. Oh. And I was like, damn. God bless her. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with Taylor no, Swift, but I Taylor mean, Swift does a lot of stealing. Yeah. And her music is just sub part of me at best. <laughs> She's just a little golden white girl who, in white America, it works. Because mm-hmm. who else they could? Britney, she's Britney Spears now. Mm-hmm. They don't have a Britney Spears. So that's who she is. I what just can't say? get with Taylor. I'm sorry. Yeah. But I think it's important to challenge your kids. That was the thing I wanted to put up with Plies because it's important to challenge your kids. Mm-hmm. It's important to expose your kids. I honestly, only thing I remember about somebody coming and speaking to me when I was in school was the dad program. And they <laughs> took the dad program out of school. Mm-hmm. So you can even mention dare now and nobody will know what it is as far as kids go. So what? Your kids know about dare? Yeah. That's because, do they still have it at school? They don't have it at all schools. Um. Because every school, it, and they took it out for a long period of time. Oh, okay. So now that it's being incorporated, and you got to think about what school it is. Your kids don't go to a hood school. Your school, your kids doesn't don't go to a school that's in the ghetto. Mm-hmm. So one of the parents is in there, and he got ready to pay. He came in, and he was like, "Hey, I need to pay uh, seven dollars for my shirt, you yeah. know, for my daughter." And they wouldn't take his money. They was like, "The field trip is next week." He was oh, like, Lord. "But I'm not gonna be in town next week. Mm-hmm. I need to pay now." They want what they want when they want it, and if you try to go outside of it, but they always want something. It's like you try to do what they say and if it's not convenient for them it's like it doesn't matter that's the government i know so he got mad and he was like well lady uh he, she was like won't you get a six dollars to your daughter she could bring he was like if that's i give her six dollars he was like if you were six eight years old and i gave you six dollars snacks yeah. free snacks in the morning you know what i'm saying he was like she gonna go right to the cafeteria exactly she's not gonna give you this money mm-hmm. so how come you can't take it now he's like matter of fact when i was growing up we didn't have to pay for none of this shit so mm-hmm. why the fuck i gotta pay for a t-shirt for a field trip it's always something y'all asking me to go mm-hmm. and then i told him i said yeah i was like my ex-girlfriend she talked about all the time how when you would buy uh, the, the supplies, supplies for your oh, kids yeah. and you would buy them the good shit yeah, and then they come stuff. home with a Top 25 dollars. cent you know because they put it in a closet mm-hmm. and distri- redistribute it and my babies would always get the cheap shit that I didn't want them to have yeah so <laughs> like I always say fuck the government it's just how I feel about it because they're not doing shit so for us so now I just write their names on it and send it to school you yeah. can give it to somebody else and one teacher I will say I think it was last year, a year mm-hmm. before last. She she had a little petty in her because she crossed my baby's name out and wrote somebody else's name on it. 
Because I wrote their names on their I'm stuff. nervous that I, And I've been talking about Having a kid And um, to Earlier today You were watching Girlfriends mm-hmm. And it was a part Where Joan Was dating this guy mm-hmm. And now Tony Was was it Tony? Well yeah Tony started talking to him But Joan dated him first And they mm-hmm. broke it was, She broke up with him Because he At that time Didn't want to get married mm-hmm. He didn't want anything serious Yeah But with Tony he did. He and was she, talking about it. Yeah. yeah. And she was like, just a year later, mm-hmm. you know, now we're going to get on that. Um, I just, let me go ahead and finish this off real quick. The motto of the school for G, uh, WM Green was I am teachable. And mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. They played it over the intercom. It was something like, um, like a motto for the school that they played mm-hmm. every morning. The mantra. Just, yeah. The mantra. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, let them know you're teachable. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it was like, I may not be smart, but I'm teachable. Mm-hmm. I may not be rich, but I'm teachable. Mm-hmm. I may not be as athletic. And you may be smart, but it's still always something more that you can learn. You can so learn. it's important. And to remain teachable because the, the, the some of the uh, smartest people excuse me stuttering but some of the smartest people are people who don't have people skills mm-hmm. they don't know how to interact in the room exactly. so there are things that you still need to be taught on how to be better on how to do those things mm-hmm. um it was a blind kid when i went to the front office and i was waiting and he warmed my heart and i rarely say this mm-hmm. but um i think it was the principal um or the counselor miss golden and she was like she said his name mm-hmm. and he was like I heard him say, where are you at? Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'm in here. And I'm going to just give him a name, James. She was mm-hmm. like, I'm in here, James. And he was like, ah. He followed her voice. Yeah, he followed. But I didn't know he was blind because I couldn't see out the door. Mm-hmm. So he came in. He was like, he's like, where are you at, Miss Golden? And she said her name again. She said something else. And he was like, okay, I see you. Mm-hmm. He didn't even say, I hear you. He's like, yeah, I, I see, see you. you. Yeah. And he just, he put his cane down and mm-hmm. he walked over to her and he hugged her. Mm-hmm. And she had a little package for him. And she's like, here's this package, uh, James. She's like, I want you to have it. You've been an awesome kid this year. You're my helper, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And he talking about something. what's in the bag? And, you know, and he had his eyes closed because, of course, he's mm-hmm. blind. He's like, what's in the bag? And she's like, it's an angel. He's like, come on, man, what's in the bag? <laughs> and she's like, it's an angel. And he's like, all right, I'm going to take a look at it later. But it was just, it just warmed my heart because it's like, he was self-sufficient at that age. Mm-hmm. And what it made me do was look at myself and be like, bro, anytime you have a moment where you feel like, you're not good enough mm-hmm. or you're not you're not enough mm-hmm. or you don't have the talent to do something mm-hmm. this little kid ain't even 10 and he's persevering through being blind mm-hmm. you know kids are are uh heartless and gutless yeah. sometimes and they talking shit about him mm-hmm. still doing his thing yeah and i was like if this little nigga can do this shit at this age and not be worried about it just sit i saw him when i came out of one of the classes when i was doing career day and he was sitting on in the corner mm-hmm. and uh, well he was sitting at the corner of a hallway with the rest of his class lined up against the wall and he was just sitting there looking all regal and studious with his legs crossed and he had his uh blind stick across his lap mm-hmm. and he was just sitting there waiting yeah. and just shaking his head like he had a rhythm or something mm-hmm. in his head and i was just like as you already know leading back into talking about girlfriend and joan i've been talking about lately damn i want a kid mm-hmm. And then I got the call the other day where my mom was like, I want a grandbaby. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the reason she wants one so bad is because, yes, my brother had a kid, but it was a tumultuous upbringing. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of back and forth between my brother and his, you know, yeah. his baby moms. You know what I'm saying? And so she, she missed out on She that. missed out on the kid and, and, and the, the innocence of mm-hmm. it and just putting, you know, imprinting on the kid. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people understand the Bonding importance. at that age. Yeah. And, and, and some of those great things and some of those negative things about you rub off on that person. Mm-hmm. But you know what? If some of your negative vibes rub off on a kid you can still explain it to them if you're there yeah to get them on the right track yeah that, i think that's an amazing part of parenthood because um i had a discussion with my son earlier this week that i told you about because i said something i can't even remember how it came about and he um he was like mom you know dad called you a coward yeah 
And I was like, huh? When did he say that? And Tony was there because we were, you know, it was yeah. a family thing. And so Tony was like, what are you talking about? Like, I didn't call your mom a coward. And so he was like, um, he said, mom, dad told me that anytime you're concerned about what people, what other people think, that means you're a coward. He was like, I know you're not a coward, right? And I was like, you know what? No, I'm not a coward. But I can't remember what we were talking about. And I might have said something about, no, I don't want people to think that or whatever. And he took that in that moment and said that and called me out on my shit, so to speak. And I was like, you know what? You're right. So kids keep us on our toes. Yeah, they do keep us on our toes, man. And, And but for me, but going back to it, like with Joan and Tony, like with her dating that guy, a lot of women experience that mm-hmm. where they're dating a the guy. Mm-hmm. The guy may not be ready, mm-hmm. but a year later he's dating somebody else and he's married quickly. Mm-hmm. I've heard several of my homegirls talk about that and they're so upset and angry with the guy. And I'm like, why are you angry and mad at the guy? He didn't know. Mm-hmm. And the reason, and the reason I can attest to that for years, I had homegirls telling me, it was like, you're going to be that nigga that one month you don't and the next month you do. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, I, I won't say that I'm ready to get married, but, I am ready for something a little bit more intentional Mm -hmm. that can lead to having a kid. Me personally, I do not feel like you have to be married to have a kid. Mm -hmm. I do think it's important to know what partner you're willing to have a kid with Mm -hmm. because you don't want one. I didn't, I didn't seen a lot of niggas getting fucked out here by these crazy women, white, black, or another. It doesn't matter the race. You pick a bad girl or the wrong girl. You could have a a lifetime of headaches and heartache. Mm -hmm. I don't want that. But as I've gotten older, I've kind of been like, damn, I would like to have a kid because the things that I do know Mm -hmm. and the things that I can pass down to that kid will be paramount. Mm-hmm. Things that I didn't get to learn. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As you black out, I don't know what's going on right I'm now. I'm listening to you. But for me, I feel like it, you with men, we change. Like, one day we want to fuck everybody in the world. And then if you find the right one, you just want that one. Mm-hmm. But it, it, And there are times that a lot of dudes are still getting married knowing that they're not ready. But it's a come up or financially it's a better thing. And then we all realize as men that, you know what, we're not getting any younger. Yeah. So who do we want to share this with? You know what I'm saying? But one thing about me is like, I just never want to be that guy who commits to a woman or gets married. And in a year I'm fucking around or I'm about to start fucking around. I've known several guys I'm cool with that they've got married and it's like, I see them or we hang out and it's like in a year. Yeah. But just because it's their story doesn't mean it has to be I'm not be saying it doesn't, story. but those are concerns that men have. Mm-hmm. I've had that com- com- uh, conversation with you. It was times mm-hmm. where we thought about moving in together and I was like, I just don't think I'm ready. Not because of whatever, but for me, living in, moving with somebody and getting married, I don't care what nobody says for a lot of men. And even there may be men that it doesn't feel that way, but it literally feels like it's a lockdown. It's almost mm-hmm. like it's a death sentence. Like you're sentenced to do something <laughs> forever. Yeah, forever is a mighty I mean, long time. It doesn't time. even have to be. It doesn't have to be like a lockdown. It might be a great. It depends on the person that you're talking yeah. to. Yeah, it can be a lockdown depending on who it is. Yeah. But what I'll say is for for the women who have been angry at men who didn't want to marry you and they married another woman next year, look at it as a blessing, a blessing for yourself because you may not have been ready for that. Mm-hmm. He may not have been ready for that. And the last thing two people need to do is get married if one is ready and the other one is not ready. Mm-hmm. You should never marry or do things for someone if you don't truly want to do it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people do that. Yeah. And then it ends up in it's just a terrible situation to be in. So that's all I had to say. In other news, Bill Cosby is guilty. Did I feel some kind of way about it? I didn't. 
Yeah. I won't dog him out because that no. would be doing what he did to black people on a generalized level a couple of years ago I as do. he went on tour speaking at colleges. Yeah, I do feel some kind of way about it, even though he put himself in that position. I still feel like it's a blatant form of racism yeah. because and it's clearly, one to show them that nobody's untouchable. They exactly. always want to show us that black people are not untouchable, especially when you got people like Trump mm-hmm. who are on video saying certain things. Trump, you have doing uh, things. The other guy in Hollywood, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, where is he? Yeah, we ain't yeah. heard nothing about him. Last, it was just a little last bit. thing I heard was he was going overseas to get the help that he said he needed. needed he realized yeah. he needed help. Yeah. So he went overseas to do that. But Bill Kaiser um, don't get help. No. He gets to he spend gets the rest a of his life. 30 years he is sentence. in jail. Yes. Yeah. When he's already and old. They've shit. already um, you know, pulled the shows or whatever. So Again, his legacy is destroyed. Yeah, and along with the other people that worked on the shows yeah. with him. And so. that's the hard part about it. It's like and, and I posted a video this morning on social media and it was basically this white woman talking shit to two white cops, asking for their names, talking about they're not smart, talking about mm-hmm. they don't know how to spell. And it's like you look at this shit and if you're white and you don't think that this is an issue then you you're a stupid motherfucker. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you can't tell me that there's no white privilege. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me that you guys get to show me one video. It may be out there. I'm sure the person went to jail or something, but show me one video where a motherfucking black person can talk shit to a cop, yeah. even in their wrongdoing and their witch hunts for black people mm-hmm. and don't nothing detrimental happen to them. But this white lady stood up in these motherfuckers' face, talked shit to them. Mm-hmm. When they was like, you could go. She was like, you don't tell me when to go. Mm-hmm. You know how many black people they just had? They were like, get out the car. Who was the black? Out the car. I don't know the black woman's name, but uh, T.I. posted on Instagram the other day where somebody called the police on this black woman, and they had her titties all out, and she was an attractive, didn't look like no hood chick, yeah. but they had her breast all out, and they hand around her throat while she on the ground. And literally, the little video I saw, she was just like, why do you guys have to touch me? Like, I'm cooperating. Mm-hmm. Why do you? like?" And they slamming her in the ground, and she ain't raising her voice or nothing they're but see, automatically that's the afraid thing. of black people but that's the thing that would fuck me up and I think God knows he never puts me in that place because I'm sorry there's no way I could be sitting in a restaurant mm-hmm. and no matter what a black woman does if a, I don't like you you watch many moves with me where people are being you know they're mm-hmm. domestic, domestic yeah. by, and I'll be like turn the channel fast forward it mm-hmm. I do not like seeing men put their hands on women if you are a white motherfucker, I don't give a fuck if you are a cop or not. I can't sit on my hands and sit on my ass while a white cop mm-hmm. or a white dude is talking shit or disrespecting a black woman in my presence. Can't happen. Yeah, I'm going to jail mm-hmm. because who the fuck is protecting us if it's not us? Oh, yeah. It's always been up to us. And that's not going to change anytime soon. So, Bill Cosby, as much as I didn't agree with your agendas and really didn't care for you anymore... I wish you well. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate because it's a lot of white niggas out here doing the same shit and have done the oh, same yeah. shit and nothing ever fucking happens to him. Yeah. Kanye West, he got an uproar in the media right now. Uh, he got a lot going on. The thing about dropped me the is, new song. dropped a new song, addressing a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. The thing about Kanye, he is a str- he's a strategist. Mm-hmm. He's very strategic about doing things when he knows things are coming out. In May, I think he got uh, Tiana Taylor coming out. I think Coming coming out with some. I know Pusha T is coming out with yeah, something. Yeah, he's coming out with and two he's coming albums out with two and two one with Kid Cudi. Yeah, but I think you got to talk to people. You know, I know a lot of people posting the video of, you know, Nipsey Hussle talking shit or, you know, addressing Kanye. I will never address anyone fully and wholeheartedly if I don't know what the true agenda is or the intention is. And as Do long I as think the rhetoric that Kanye West have is detrimental? Yes, mm-hmm. it is. And as long as things like that continue to happen like publicly, I think that's a sign to white people to say we still got them. Yeah. Because we're always working against each other. Yeah, we are. 
in so, some form or fashion. Yep, and that's why I say you're not going to catch me dogging Bill Cosby. You're not going to catch me dogging Kanye West, even though I forgot her name. But the girl who clapped back at Kanye did a I hell of a amazing. verse. You could go and check that out amazing. on the Insta- on Instagram on our page, and it should be everywhere else. But mm-hmm. this girl is slapping. I'll find I know it. She's in- Chica on Twitter. She's what? Chica. Just, just to Chica, that's it? Yeah, Chica, that's her name on Twitter. So actually I found the video, so I was going to say, I'm going to let you guys hear this video with her. It's just a one-minute video on Instagram with her clapping back at Kanye about some of the shit that he's done lately, and uh, it's fucking amazing. Take a seat, I implore you. Over time it seems it's gotten harder to ignore you. You undo the progress of the geniuses before you. King gave you the box and now we know you can afford her. It don't matter how much money you got or you lack. When that check cleared, don't forget your children is still black. And your music has been whack and your views are moving back. To a day that trigger niggas cause we still hear that whip crack. I'm passionately passing out some knowledge, son. I'm a level with you cause we both dropped out of college, son. We were wilding harder than New York and since the Patterson. You're not an OG, a repertoire. I do not matter, son. I gotta admit it, I'm annoyed. You came up on niggas' coin. We thought you could fill a void. You a puppet. You looked at all your fans and you said, fuck it. I'm on now. That nigga from graduation, sorry, y'all, he gone now. Cold tried to warn us. Trump wanna reform us. Built him up from nothing and now this how he reward us. How you say you Jesus, but did nothing to restore us. You support the people up in power that abort us. I don't give a fuck about your clothes or your wife new naked pose or the fact that you can stand for what the people are. So I tell you what, if you didn't, if, if what her name is O something. Yeah, it's O something, but I know on Twitter, if you search Chica, that's her. It'll nah. come up. Oh, that's what it is. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's at O R A N I C U H H. So it's like Arainica. That's what it looked like. That's what me. you're going to go with? Okay. Arainica. What is it going to be? No, O-R-A-N-I-C-U-H. I'm just saying, is that what you're going with? I mean, she got cut like a nigga be like, what's good, cut? Okay. So I'm going with Arainica. Okay. So you can find us. She got a lot of dope uh, yeah. freestyles on her page. Shout out to the homie Chris Harper for putting me on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He he showed me that. So I think you definitely should check that out. But back to Kanye, I feel like I get what he's trying to do sometimes. Mm-hmm. But like you said, it's so many people that follow him, black and white, to where if he comes out and just says, I fuck with Trump, it's going to be a lot of young black kids that do no research mm-hmm. that's going to be like, all right, well, maybe Trump ain't a bad guy. It's no different before. I, I'm not trying to cut you off, but it's no different than um, Bill Clinton back in the 90s. Like, even as I was a kid, I loved Bill Clinton, mm-hmm. but I didn't have the understanding mm-hmm. to know that the three strikes rule was about us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All these other things, you know, don't ask, don't tell. Mm-hmm. It shamed gay people and trans, you know, transgender people. So it's like, I didn't know that. But now I'm like, I fucked with a nigga and I backed a motherfucker who's... Uh, um, uh, policies mm-hmm. were against people that looked like me, mm-hmm. against people that are my friends. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I just think we got to be very, very careful about what we back, what we support, and what we say we are about. Yeah, and I guess in terms of Kanye West, I think it's hard for people to keep defending him because he it's, seems so sporadic. These he seems days. so sporadic, like super sporadic, out of the blue. And I think previously you could kind of tell it was more so like, oh yeah, he's just doing this, or you yeah. know that that's what he was doing. And he's definitely and he living some, that comment. Uh, yeah. Do you want a boss nigga or a nigga R and B nigga with a six pack? Because he's built like a boss. So. So he put on a few extra pounds. Uh, a few is kind of putting it lightly. <laughs> That nigga had on a uh, snapback Make America Great Again dad hat and he looked like Trump wearing it. Wow. Okay. Nigga Trump. Next topic. Yeah. So, 
But yeah, before we get out of here, man, I want to give a big shout out to the homie James Shaw Jr. Um, the man, I think he was in Nashville, Tennessee, and he was the man who disarmed the white guy at the oh, Waffle yeah. House. Who's and um, he's now receiving money um, for helping save those lives and being him being the hero that he is. He's using that money that's been given to him to pay for the four funerals of the people who lost their lives that that's day. That's nice, awesome. Uh, nobody in the White House is giving him a shout out. Yeah. Nobody in the White House has acknowledged him. I feel like I know that this is one of those things that if Obama was still in office, he would have been giving that young nigga a yeah, shout Yeah, and out. I think they said... Not because he's black. I want to say on the news, I think that the guy that did the shooting at the Waffle House was also, he showed up to the White House with a gun not yeah, too long yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, previously. And they just took the guns from him or yeah. the gun from him and sent him home. That's mm-hmm. another example of blatant racism because and had a black privilege. person showed up to yeah. the White House... He's dead. Uh, yeah, we wouldn't have made it. Yeah. And this dude, I, I I literally just tried to put myself in this in this in this position because it's been several times. I, I don't know if other black people have done this, um, but I do this with white people. I know a lot of people during the height of nine eleven were scared of uh, you know Middle Eastern people getting on planes and Muslims with you know uh, mm-hmm. the head wraps on and stuff, and they were scared of them. Mm-hmm. What scares me is white people. Yeah, white motherfucking white males Especially to be one, specific. The ones that look a certain way. Yes. So I thought to myself, what would I do if me and you were sitting in the Waffle House? You've heard on the podcast, I don't fuck a Waffle House. That's for yeah. truck drivers and strippers. Yeah. But for me, I don't eat Waffle House. And food. after the club. And after the club drunks. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So for me, I was like, what would I do if I saw a dude walk in and he's letting off a and he, for first of all, he walked in naked. The white dude. Yeah, he was naked. He said, if you're going to see this little dick, I'm getting out of here. Like T.I. when he responded, he was like, you little neo-Nazi little dicksters. You know? <laughs> Probably was like, I can't live with this little dick no more. I'm yeah. letting off a few rounds yeah. and I'm taking Nick, they said these he big, was, big they niggas with They said he showed up me. naked, like butt-ass naked. And the black dude still fought his exactly. ass. He said, nigga. It's life or death. It's life or death. You walking <laughs> in here, I would have been pulling on that nigga balls, everything. <laughs> But that's the thing I was thinking to myself. But it's hard to say what you would do in that moment. Oh, yeah. Cool. Like but you this could, guy did it. Yeah. And that's why I said it's so important to give uh, James Shaw Jr. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I may just name the podcast Real Spill James Shaw Jr. Like, motherfuckers need to be respecting this nigga. Yeah. Like, yo, how many, like you said, so many of us say, I'm the same person. Mm-hmm. I may, I'm saying that mm-hmm. I would want to fight for my life. Mm-hmm. But I may pull out one of those Marlon Wayne screams. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If that yeah. nigga really walked in, like I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I would fight for my life because, not to be funny, what is hiding behind a bench gonna do? Yeah, if he letting off rounds, that's gonna shoot right through that wood and you're dead anyway. Exactly. So your best bet I'd is I'd rather go out. Yeah. Kill. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You gotta go out fighting. Yeah, get one of them fucking forks. <laughs> you know, get that hash off of that butter knife <laughs> and get to, like you just. I mean. We talk about what we would do, but James Shaw Jr. did the motherfucking yeah. thing. So, my dude, I don't know who you are, but the few skills that you had, you put the motherfuckers to work and yeah. came out seemingly with nothing but a skin off, some skin off his elbow. Mm-hmm. You did work, Young King, a black hero. Yeah. We talking about Black Panther. We got yeah. a real motherfucking hero in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. Holding niggas down. Salute. And he had to get home to see his motherfucking baby girl. Mm-hmm. We... All of these people need to be writing some kind of small check so he shouldn't pay for a car note, no rent, no nothing for a year. Yeah. If I'm LeBron James, if I'm T.I., mm-hmm. if I'm other, if I'm one of these rich niggas, what are your bills for the year? Mm-hmm. You work for free for the next year. We're going to pay because I think don't give him the money. Mm-hmm. Just take care of his shit mm-hmm. and let him work and use his money and save and see how he yeah. see fit. He's a hero, God damn it. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, that's all I got to say, man. You got something to say? 
Oh, I thought we still had more to talk about. We ain't about. got more. We done ran through it. We actually have done, we've been talking, well, I've been talking an hour. I've been I'm talking fucking, to. I'm fucking with you. Uh-huh. What are you looking forward to next on the podcast? I'm looking to a lot. I'm looking forward to a lot. I've been telling you the other day I had an epiphany mm-hmm. and I was like, this is not my life. And what do I mean by that? My nine to five job, I don't care for it. <laughs> they listen to some people from my job list. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know why? Because I believe in myself that something bigger is out there for me. Some people. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're, I think it's, it's waning. What, what, what you mean by that? The nine to five. I think it's waning. Like it's coming to an end. It because ha- That's not my life. Yeah. Like I remember listening to somebody like Kevin Hart and them and they was like, I knew I wanted to do this, but I didn't know how I would get to that point. And mm-hmm. that's where it's at with me. I know that I love to do this. Mm-hmm. Not just podcasting, but I love health. What do I say all the time? I'd be like, I don't want to be rich for the sake of being rich. Mm-hmm. I want to help people. Yeah. I want money to be able to change the things that can be changed. Mm-hmm. I want the money and the income to where I can. When I left uh, WM Green, mm-hmm. not just the black teachers, a couple of black teachers came to me before. A couple of teachers came mm-hmm. to me before I left and they said, we want you to come back and not just for career day. Mm-hmm. It's important that kids see somebody who looks like you. Mm-hmm. Telling this story Mm -hmm. I talk about it all the time If I'm a kid in high school Or in middle school And a black guy comes into me And he's wearing a suit That's cool But if I look What's the word I'm looking for? If I look like them Yeah And you know If I look like them And you can change it up I mean you you can still go in And and be dressed up But you have That certain vibe about yourself But when I went that day And we were all Because they had all the the presenters Sitting in Mm -hmm. a room It was only me and another black guy That was Mm -hmm. it Nothing against this black guy. He had dreads. Was he stiff? But he was stiff. That's what I'm saying. He was a stiff guy. He he seemed to be as unfortunate to say this, but he seemed more sort of like the white counterparts in the room than he did like himself. Mm-hmm. I don't know him personally, so I can't say that's what it was. Yeah. But I think it's important for people to come in and see me and see somebody who looks like me. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, they had a white cop in there. Mm-hmm. Um, they had some guys from Encore. I don't know who the fuck wants to work for Encore. Some um, people do. Don't say that. Well, I'm just saying. But they had a po- <laughs> white police officer, that guy from Encore. Um, and it's more to Encore than just. I know it is, but they were the guys who climbed up the pole to change the light and change the, the stuff out. Not saying that's a problem. No, I'm just saying. What I'm somebody saying is, gotta do it. But what somebody... I'm saying is black and Hispanic and minority representation. Mm-hmm. There was none. It was just me and that guy. Oh, really? Yeah. It was like I said. It was a cop, the uncle worker. I told you about the two ladies who were dressed as clowns for birthday parties. That shit was so funny. This bitch had on the biggest shoes, and she was like five two. <laughs> I was just sitting in the hallway, and she stepped on my foot and ran into me on purpose and told me, "Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see you there." Beep beep with that little thing, and I was like, <laughs> and then like I was working because you know I was still like I yeah. was supposed to be off that day, but I had to go deal with some motherfuckers who didn't know mm. what to do. So I'm working and I'm texting my manager. Mm-hmm. And she was like, who are you texting? Tell her I said, hello. Can I? She tried to grab my phone. I said, ma'am, this is not the time. Like, I didn't want to be that dude oh, that's being God. a dick. I'm pretty sure you saying that was like. But I was just like, this is not the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But the funny thing, too, going back, I'm going to talk about my job real quick and then I'm going to hop off here. Okay. <laughs> One thing that I hate about being in corporate America is talking to white people and knowing that you're right. Oh, yeah. And them questioning your authority Mm -hmm. and the fact that you are right. And because you have to be black or a minority understand this, that you know that they're challenging you only because of what you look like. Mm -hmm. Had this white lady do this. I had already completed her audits for the quarter. Mm -hmm. Shit. I had already talked to her when she got the new job, Mm -hmm. explained her motherfucking job to her. Mm -hmm. 
come to get the audit, this lady says, I'm not going to sign off on the audit with this being the last day of the quarter to get these audits in. I'm not going to sign off on it because I didn't see you there. Mm -hmm. I said, lady, I walked in and spoke to you before I went into your shop to finish up your audit. She didn't remember you. She didn't remember. Or she said she didn't remember. So I said, how many black dudes with tattoos and dreads did you know that's working in this corporate office? Mm -hmm. You know none. Mm -hmm. You didn't forget me. Mm -hmm. So on my off day, I drive 60 miles. After career day. After career day, back to go take care of this. Mm -hmm. Go see her and talk to her the whole time you're telling me, in so many words, don't be too black. Mm -hmm. Not meaning don't be myself, but just... Oh, is that what I was telling you? You're basically just saying talk like I you just said. Take some of that frustration out your voice. Yeah. So I went in. I'm talking <laughs> to her or whatever like that. The thing that made me mad was she was like, "Well, if you'd have did the audit a little bit earlier, it would." As be. if you weren't doing your job. Yeah. I said, "Well, if we're gonna," I said, "I did the audit on April 10th. It's mm -hmm. due by the end of the month." I said, "But I actually did it on February 17th. Mm -hmm. But you nor your property, you knew you nor your manager mm -hmm. was available for you to do a signature. Mm -hmm. So I'm only being able to do it now." She's like, "Well, I didn't mention February. Well, bitch, I did." Mm -hmm. Because you brought, you the, brought the fucking shit up. Because you brought the fucking shit up. done before that. Beforehand. Mm -hmm. And then you said that you don't know me. Then I told you that I explained like your whole job. No, they don't. And then my manager would make me mad because he was like, well, because she was asking me questions that I had previously stated. That mm -hmm. may be the name of the podcast, previously stated. As previously as stated. As previously stated. Mm -hmm. And when I told her, I said, as previously stated in the email, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Then she asked me something else. I said, as previously stated in the email. Blase, blase, blase. Mm -hmm. My man was just like, well, maybe you shouldn't be using the word as previously stated. No. I said, why do I always have to sugarcoat? Mm -hmm. And I told him, I said, I'm sorry. No disrespect to you. My manager's white. The woman was white. I said, why do we always allow these people to scapegoat? Mm -hmm. We allow them to fuck up. Mm -hmm. And I was saying, excuse my language. We allow them to fuck up. Mm -hmm. And then we go hold their hand. Mm -hmm. No disrespect to white women, white people, but that's almost, mm -hmm. that's almost all white people. Mm -hmm. Y'all can fuck up and do the stupidest motherfucking shit and not get reprimanded for mm -hmm. it. Somebody holds your hand, somebody wipes your ass, mm -hmm. somebody cleans your motherfucking nose. And then that's why they're so lost in yeah. life when yeah. something happens and, don't and they know don't, know how, yeah, to, don't know how to do shit. They don't. But you're running the fucking country mm -hmm. and a lot of y'all don't know how to pay your fucking bills. No, you know I can talk all yes. about that because... Or y'all don't understand a program. Y'all don't know how to put spreadsheets together. You don't understand mm -hmm. numbers. But then you question me mm -hmm. Because you don't understand something and you want to doubt my range of intelligence when no motherfucker, it's you that lacks the mm -hmm. intellect to understand what the fuck I'm talking about. At the end of the day, they just don't like the fact that a black person is telling them what they should already know. Yes. Or in a position of I, power. Yeah, because I deal with that all the time. I have um, people, I work out in one of the more prestigious municipalities. The whitest municipalities. fucking areas in Texas. Uh, <laughs> and I'll get, you know, calls that are escalated to me and they'll say, well, I want to talk to a manager and I'm like, I You're am You're talking to one bitch? How can I help you? Yeah. And they're like, well, no, um, I, I, they start stuttering yeah. and I'm like, is there something I can help you with or, and they don't like that matter of fact tone. Because, and, and, <laughs> and what people don't understand is we understand as black people, when a white person is talking to a black person, they say, we want to speak to the manager. They want to speak to somebody white. Exactly. Because they think everybody that's in power is white. Mm -hmm. No motherfucker. Mm -hmm. No, no. And the good thing about my supervisor is that he's just going to put you right back in my hands. Yep. And he's a white guy. And he's, he's an going to tell you the same information yep. Yep. that I tell you. Now, all and white he's going to put you back in my hands. Yeah. And not white, all, all white people. And are I bad, love but it's a lot moments. of y'all motherfuckers that are dumb as a motherfucking <laughs> box of rocks couldn't find a toy in a cereal box and it's like you want to question people's authority mm -hmm. my manager didn't like that shit and I told him I said well if shit don't get together I'm quitting mm -hmm. he said I don't like to be threatened me neither nigga 
I'm still telling you. People always talk to me. They be like, bro, how are you so fucking brody when you work? I don't give a fuck. Going back to what we said, I don't feel like this is my... Matter of fact, it ain't no... I don't feel like this is not mm-hmm. my end-all, be-all. Mm-hmm. This job as a project manager and... A, and, and help, this is not mm-hmm. my end-all, be-all. Fire me, nigga. I will have another job or I will bust my motherfucking ass 200% more than I do now to make sure that I'm still eating. I've mm-hmm. been here before. And that's why you're able to be like that because you know me. I, I'll leave a job in a minute because I know that. Yeah. yeah. I told you the other day. I said, if I didn't have this company, I would walk out. I mm-hmm. want to walk out right now. Mm-hmm. But you got to be smart enough to know that you have a day job to mm-hmm. do what you love to you do. To Even though we do get paid a little bit from doing what we do. It's not enough to cover what we do. Yeah, you have to take care of your responsibilities first and foremost, but it's also important that you know your worth and stick to you it. You got because, to. I mean, so many people are stuck in jobs and miserable and at these jobs for and afraid to move around or afraid to take other chances mm-hmm. just because they feel like, well, this is as this good is all, as it's going to get for get. me. Yeah. But if you look at life like that, then you're always, you're, you're just going to be a failure. You're I'm sorry. Because I told a guy, I told him, I said, what is my cap when we did my last review? Because mm-hmm. I've been at this job two years. I said, what is my cap for this position? Mm-hmm. Is it a hundred thousand? Mm-hmm. Is it, what, what, what is my cap? Mm-hmm. He was like, well, we'll talk. He never told me. Yeah, they always want to skate around. And I told him, I said, (laughs) if you don't want to tell me my cap, I'm going to assume it's this. Mm -hmm. And if it's this, I won't be here that long. Mm -hmm. This is not. I I feel like there's more to my life than just working for a white man. I feel like there's more to my life than working for any corporate corporation Mm -hmm. that doesn't have the true intent. And their agenda is not to truly help people, not just blacks, but help people Mm -hmm. and if they don't have that I can't work for you Mm -hmm. I feel like working for myself is better because I really do value people Mm -hmm. and I value the things that they want to give and what they bring to the table yeah period point blank period all right man be sure to keep up with all things the reality is by going to www.therealityis.com that's t-h-a TheRealityIs.com. You can also follow us at The Reality Is on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can listen to previous podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Spreaker. Like I was telling you guys before, we've been added to iHeartRadio. You can talk to Alexa on Sonos and have her turn it on as long as you've linked your shit up. we on Amazon and more. Also, if you would like to be a guest on the podcast, be sure to email us at info at TheRealityIs.com to be a guest on the show. We would love to have you in. You have your hand raised. Do you have a question? Or are you stretching? I just wanted to uh, insert that our Roberts Media Group website did go live last Monday. So be sure to check that out. We have a lot of great um, podcasts on there. It's www.robertsmediagroup.co. Do not add the M. It's .co. Oh, yeah. So it's just .co. Yes. So it's robertsmediagroup.co. And last but not least, man, be sure to leave us a rating or review. I tell you guys this all the time. This is literally the most important part of it all. Mm -hmm. You can download the podcast. You can listen to it. But if you don't leave us a rating or a review, Mm -hmm. if you don't share it, if you don't give us a good review or a bad review, nobody knows how good the podcast is. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows how bad it is. And also with more likes and listens and reviews, it puts us on a platform to be seen again on Instagram. Apple's news and noteworthy. Mm-hmm. We've been on there before. You know what I'm saying? Have we won any any awards? No, we have not won any participation awards in the participation <laughs> trophies like a lot of other podcasts have because we believe in. I'm just saying. I feel. I, I I truly feel like when people win trophies and the way they're winning is I call you ten times a day for five weeks saying like this to where one person is like something two hundred and ninety times. Mm-hmm. That's really not you winning. Mm-hmm. That's just. People who you know putting up a, 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 a ridiculous yeah, amount of votes for you. 
when I am chosen to win something or when we're on news and noteworthy on Apple Podcasts or the Black Experience on Apple, didn't nobody that that platform said, mm-hmm. hey, this is pretty good shit. Mm-hmm. That's why going to Blog Talk Radio felt good. That's why going to Spreaker felt good. That's why going to iHeartRadio. Like people came for us, mm-hmm. not people we know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we have not won any participation trophies. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But we, you know, we still here and your reviews, your likes, your shares help us get to where we go. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do it every time. One time. Mm-hmm. One time. One time you leave review, we good. One time. <laughs> so, with that being said, man, you got anything else to say? No, I'm Thanks, Arteezy, for doing the podcast with me. I know I can be a motherfucking stench sometimes. Mm, you so, said it. Hey, but, you know, you got the first thing, the the first way to get better and change mm-hmm. is to acknowledge it. Exactly. I acknowledge that I am a stench, and I've acknowledged that weed has overtaken my life. No, I'm <laughs> But no, and, and I've acknowledged that weed is something that I want to fall, you know, back back from mm-hmm. for a little bit. Still gonna do it every time, you know, every now and again, mm-hmm. recreational. But you know, I got to a point after being better from Bell's palsy that I kept doing it, and yes. it started to enable me. Well so that's why I'm back on your on that. journey. I just started a journey. I'm hoping I can get some well wishes. Oh, that too. is right. So. Yeah, you started the lock journey. She wanted to join the king. You know, she wanted to join the team and everybody else, and you know what I'm saying, and get on this lock journey. You was a little nervous about it. I'm still nervous about it. Because you got real, because your hair is so straight and it's, yeah. you, you have great hair. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have at the big, at the front is like twisty, mm-hmm. but it's like the Shirley Temple at the end. Yeah. But it's a lot of people like that. Yeah. You said your son said he saw the pictures. He liked it. Yes. You lost did. it because the salon did take crazy pictures of you and you was like, what in the hell? But, but it, I am proud of you because I don't know if you ever hit them up and I be think. like, take them pictures down. But the thing, I, like I told you too, I think it's about knowing who you are. Mm-hmm. We all take crazy pictures, even though I did see the pictures and I was like, you look crazy. It was like she just said, hey, I'm going to take some pictures of you and you was, and was talking so, yeah, and we she were, was just snapping pictures. We boom, were boom, in boom. the middle of a conversation and she was snapping the pictures and she showed them to me and I said, oh no, not that. And then we took more pictures and I was like, okay, those are cool. Yeah. I was like, just delete the other ones. Yeah. And she was like, okay, I got you. And I was like, don't have me out here looking bad. Oh, she and she was like, I would never do that. Oh, and then like 30 minutes later, she put me out there she, like trash. But it's you okay. Yeah. You just got, I didn't reach out to her because I was like, you know what? It is what it is. And you know who the fuck you are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just like somebody, if they caught me coming out of the shower and they was like, oh, he got a little meat. <laughs> like, damn, this motherfucker didn't give me a chance to grow. Yeah. You growing. Yeah. You a grower, not a shower. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. But I always remember, man, NL Courage to Excel Success, Artesi. I appreciate you for being on the podcast. The listeners, we appreciate you guys. We have surpassed 150,000 listens. We're shooting for 200,000, and I think we can get it by the end of the year. Mm-hmm, I'm sure we will. All right, man. We'll catch y'all next week. Be blessed. Uh, we got a couple of interviews coming up this weekend. I'm not going to say any names because, as you know, niggas do not stick to a schedule. <laughs>
Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.